So you think of like a, you know, a kid on Disney Channel, right? And that network created, you know, what that character is in that show and what the messages are trying to convey in that show. And then when that person as a human being naturally grows and evolves, they become, you know, their themselves or whatever version they may become. That's like a role you break out of. Now, I created my own. And so to break out of that and become this host or become this actress was me, you know, experimenting creatively outside of what people knew me to be. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every one of you. I'm genuinely so deeply touched that you come back every single week to learn, to listen, to grow, and to make an investment into your development, your growth. And you know that I try bring on guests every single week that I believe are going to help you live a better, more meaningful, purposeful life. And today's guest is incredible. Like her energy is infectious. Her smile is contagious. The love that she emanates and embodies from the moment I met her is truly one of the most beautiful things to witness and observe. And I'm so excited that you're going to get to witness that for so much more time today than we usually do. And I have to say, she has one of the busiest schedules in the world. So the fact that she's actually made time for this, I'm super humbled and grateful. So let me go into this and listen very carefully. This is for everyone listening. Today's guest is an actress, a television host, comedian, and YouTuber. She began her career on Vine in 2013 before starting a YouTube channel. Her acting roles include Ray Walker in Tyler Perry's horror comedy film, Boo, A Medea Halloween, and The Explorer in the YouTube premium series, Escape the Night. She starred as Violet Adams in Hulu drama television series, Freakish, and she both produces and stars in the YouTube premium comedy series, Eliza on Demand. And series two is coming out, so we're going to be talking a lot about that. And she's the host of the Nickelodeon game show, Double Dare. She's received four Streamy Awards, right, guys? Not just one, four <laughs> Streamy Awards, 14 Choice Awards, and a Kids' Choice Award. She's a member of the 2019 Forbes 30 Under 30, and she's got a lot of years to go before that even gets close. So she's got a ton of time. And she was on Time's 2019 list of the 25 most influential people on the internet. With 60 million followers across over four platforms, her name is the one and only Liza Koshy. You are such a legend. You are such thank a legend. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't, couldn't they have put you on like the Forbes 25 under 25 or like 23 under we'll 23? Like, we'll work on that. I know, what do they do? I'm glad I slid you my resume so you could read all of that. <laughs> I had to read it. I had to read it. And I thought about this. And, and I'll be honest with you, when, when we're researching guests and we're getting the bio together and I'm picking out what to say. And I, I read that and I literally said to Julian, I said to him when we were looking at it, I was just like, I'm going to say all of it because she oh deserves it. I was like, I'm going to say all of it. And there's so much more. But I was like, I wanted you to... And I want everyone listening and I, I want you to recognize just how amazing you are and what you've accomplished and how incredible it is. Thank you. And you do it with so much grace. Like you don't do it with any ego. I've never sensed arrogance from you. I've never no, sensed I'm, ego I'm from you. Just an actress. I'm, I'm full of it. I'm just <laughs> pretending to be humble over here. So you're a great actress. <laughs> <laughs> well, check out the show then. Oh, hey, yeah, true. I'll prove it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. And I'm so Thank excited you. for season two. I've been watching the first. Thank it's you. been amazing. Thank you so uh, much. It's been so exciting. Season two got a little bit of an upgrade, so we got a little bit more budget on that one. So, really? <laughs> so we got more budget, but surprisingly less wardrobe. So I will say, in the first episode, I am. 
naked. So speaking of, yeah, I know. what I want you to watch. So check it out. <laughs> but it is, it is, it's very vulnerable. I, I will say I'm very exposed literally and figuratively and spiritually. So you get to see more of a journey and more of like my growth as like a human being, but also as a character. And it kind of like parallels my real life of me stepping into my power. And so does my character. So I'm excited for the That's world. amazing. Yeah, I love that. And, and I love thank how much of when I've been watching it, I love how much of you is infused into the character. Yes. Like it doesn't. Can't help it. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's so, it's still done so uniquely. Like, so I never feel like I'm watching a video of yours. It definitely feels like a show, which I love that distinction that you've been able to make. Yes. It's very different. But at the same time, I can see you genuinely coming out. And yeah. I think that's your superpower. Like, you know, you as who you are and your your expressions, your emoji like face, like you know, yeah. like, that's like that's like the stuff. And I'm like, I'm so happy to see that come out. And the comedy's all you, like you're writing as well. That's me. So yeah, I'm in the writers' room. I'm writing and and you know developing the story with a bunch of other amazing magicians and cooks in the kitchen. So I'm just blessed to have this like amazing family that's willing to uplift this story that hasn't really been told. So or at least told from my perspective. So I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. We were just talking about starting off with compliments, and I have the like, I'm like, you know, I was nervous because. This is my first podcast. I'm trying to do my most soothing voice possible. Sounds like an off-brand Beyonce right now. <laughs> hey, y'all. How y'all doing? But I look like crazy Cardi B right now. Like if Cardi B was raised at Disneyland or something. <laughs> if you're watching the visual, I'm wearing many colors. Every color in the Pantone book, I swear. So we but, have Liza Kershaw, Cardi B, and Beyonce there you go. on this podcast. Off for one. Three for one, baby. Three for one. This is amazing. No, and this Thank is your you. first podcast. This is my first podcast. Which, which I felt so humbled and honored by. I was like, wow, like, thank you. Oh, I'm so grateful. It is an honor to be on yours. I can't tell you like how many times I've been in my times of weakness and I felt empowered and strengthened through your words and through your shares on Instagram. I always say like, you know, feed your feed with things that genuinely feed you. And genuinely is a word that's thrown around a lot, but you are genuinely one of the most amazing, like enlightening souls that I've like ever come across. And this is like our first time like hanging out too so you're watching this like full on full conversation that we've never had before just like on camera with each other so I'm excited but um yeah you I I appreciate everything that you've done you you helped me through a really tough time and I'm I'm grateful to be here today to thank you in person and I'm here for you I'm totally here for you anytime any you know anytime and and uh I'm I was so touched by the mention of the Wall Street Journal and so many other places it's not even that like I just I wanted to say that like I think this is who you are. And this is where I want to start with how this conversation has already gone because it's turned into a compliment yeah. battle already. <laughs> I want to stop this. I actually have some questions I wanted to ask, which oh, I will oh, get yeah. to. Yeah, that's too but, but But I want to point this out because I think it's important to testament to who you are. Like, like you said, this is the first time we're like sitting down face to face, having our conversation. You could have said anyone, but you still said me. And, you, and you've, you've mentioned so many wonderful things about me. And I'm just like, this is the most beautiful thing about someone. Like you're saying it when we haven't even had this moment to sit down oh together. Gosh, yeah, no. And so anyway, the feeling is mutual. We're going to stop complimenting each other. <laughs> you will not hear a compliment for the rest of this podcast. Now that both of our egos are boosted, yeah, we now, are good to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like now that, now that we've got that out of the way, like we're going we're gonna to ask serious interview questions. I want to start off with something and I want to dive into the making of the show and everything. But I want to start off with something that I think is important to what you've touched on. It's important to how you've spoken about it. And you said this, and it was really powerful. When you returned from your social media break, yeah. you said that it was the first time that you felt successful. Yeah. 
And when I heard that, I was just like, wow, like what happened in that time? Yeah. Like we've just read your resume, you know, everyone knows your accomplishments, but you said that that was the first time you felt successful. What happened in that time uh, where people were like, where, where Liza was like, now I feel successful? Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody has their own definition of success, right? And my definition of success, although it may sound selfish, it's not. It's the feeling of joy and happiness that resides and that quiet confidence that resides in myself. And I was always a very big, kind of obnoxious, like real loud personality who like comes out in different forms and has explored myself creatively in different forms, whether that be through hosting or acting or whatever it may be, um, or whatever inspires me in that time. But I, 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 that was finding myself. I created this box or this rectangle, if you will, um, of you know my YouTube videos and all these characters and personas that I I put on and that I created for myself. Um, and I'll get more into that later because there's reasons why I created all those personas and I developed this level of awareness that I'm like, oh, that's why I made that because I needed that. And I'll get into that. But wow. I I literally created this this rectangle and people knew me. They created a definition around me um, as to what I do or, or what I create. And I had to break out of that. So you think of like a, you know, a kid on Disney Channel, right? And that network created, you know, what that character is in that show and what the messages are trying to convey in that show. Um, and then when that person as a human being naturally grows and evolves, they become, you know, their themselves or whatever version they may become. And that's like a, that's like a role you break out of. Now I created my own. And so to break out of that and become this host or become this actress was me, you know, experimenting creatively outside of what people knew me to be. And so I made this definition. I allowed them to define me. And then I was redefining myself in that time that I took away. And I allowed myself to breathe, allowed myself to be whatever it, I may be within that day or 10 minutes, were ever changing and ever evolving. And there was a point where I was, you know, kind of stunting myself and holding myself back from becoming. And now I've become myself or selves. So now my whole thing is like, not only be yourself, because right, we got, we know that cliche. We know that like, yes, be yourself, whoever that may be. But now it's plural, be yourselves, whatever you may identify as and whatever you are drawn to and, and want to become. So in that time, there's a lot of growth and a lot of like spiritual awakening. My forehead always hurts because my third eye be seeing things now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's been fun. And, I, and I'm, I'm so grateful to my audience for allowing me to have that break and allowing me to be a human instead of, you know, the character, the persona that I created online. Mm, yeah. I love that. Be yourselves. Be yourselves. I love that. So that's almost like giving you permission to be more than one thing. Be more than one thing. Identify yeah. as many. You are, you know, I... I in the industry, I'm this host or I'm this actress or I'm I'm this personality. Whatever that may be in your in your real life, it's who you are at work, who you are at church, who you are at, you know, whatever you wherever you may go, you are these different versions of yourself and allowing yourself to be and accept yourself yourselves. Mm, yeah. I love that. Yeah, That's such yeah. great advice. I think you're so right that we get so caught up in our definition of what we think we should be. Sure. And then we get caught up in the definition of what everyone thinks we should be. I think it's I think it's the Japanese say we have three faces. So the first face is the face that we show to the world. The second face is the face that we show to people that are closer to us. And the third face is the face we show to no one else. Wow. Right? And it's like, those are the three faces. And, and I'm sure there's multiple other layers of that. But it's interesting what you're saying is actually like embrace all of them. Yeah. 
embrace all of them. And, and that face that you don't show to the world is the hardest to show. But I think it's like, it's what the industry needs. And it's what you do essentially is like, is showing the world that it's okay to be who you are behind the curtain, but in front of it as well. Like that's, that's the most exciting, most vulnerable, most relatable part that you can be is like accepting of your feelings and your emotions. That's the hardest part, but is what we need so i'm thankful for it that's so beautiful and compliments are now over so yeah. you can stop <laughs> stop move on from the yeah top can of you head? move on like can you I stop know I'm dope it? okay calm down <laughs> all right i get it i have a whole podcast very <laughs> successful actually keep listening there's more to come i love it and i love what you're saying earlier like this that really got me thinking and i didn't know that you were saying that you started to realize that you built characters yeah to express certain feelings or because of what you were going through? Yeah. Like, take us through that because I think I that's fascinating. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know I was crazy. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out as I had this like level of awareness, you hit your 20s, man, that hit me like a brick. I ran straight into a wall <laughs> when I hit my 20s. And I'm grateful for that wall because it allowed me to stop and like pull back and listen um, to what I was doing and to myself and to the world. So I created these crazy characters, one, because I'm a real good looking man. I look good <laughs> in a bowl cut and that is a hard thing to achieve. His name was Jet or his name is still Jet. He's still with us. I sounded like he died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's fine. He's doing well. He's thriving. Um, but yeah, no, he was this character that I created, a little bowl cut, a little mustache, um, always wearing black. He looks real dapper. He thinks he's fantastic at everything, but he kind of sucks. But he has this like unspoken, also very loud spoken confidence of like, I, I can do anything and I embody, you know, uh, my truth always, which is that I'm great. And I believe in that, even if, you know, physically I can't prove that. So he's really bad at sports. He can't do a single thing. He's awful. He's the world's greatest Olympian in his book, but in everybody else's, he's just crazy. <laughs> but he, he was basically what I needed. So I needed that, that confidence, that just like entire, like almost delusional belief in oneself. And that's, I forget who said it. It's probably somebody on this very inspiring wall, but someone said you have to be a bit delusional. Oh, it was, it was, yeah, yep. Ali. Ali. Yeah, yeah. He said, you have to be a bit delusional in order to believe in yourself that nothing has ever been done before that you are able to provide the world. Mm -hmm. And so I, I created this jet to be this branch of confidence that I needed. And that was a form of myself that sometimes you step into that power of confidence and you're not sure what the hell you're doing, but you look, you're confident doing it. Um, and you're just leaning into fear instead of, you know, letting it control you. But yeah. then this other version was Helga, who's a very like maternal figure. She is a uh, She's from somewhere. She sounds a bit like this. I don't know where she's from. I say she's not from anywhere, so I don't offend anyone. Hello. Um, <laughs> there you go. She's, just, she's from the world. She's, she's cultured. She just picked up an accent. She's actually just, you know, from Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but she was this, like, maternal figure. I moved out at 19, and I didn't have my mom in my life in L.A., um, and I had her blessing to move out here, but I didn't have the guidance that, you know, I wanted or craved, so I created her. And she was, you know, the, the very outspoken confidence too of like knowing and being sure in her word and what she believes. So that's who I created for that. And then this little Liza is this young version of myself that has, you know, she's kind of unaware, she's innocent, she it, it, ignorance is bliss kind of thing. And we all have this inner child in which we embrace at times, but sometimes sometimes we also shove down. We don't want to be too crazy, too big, or wear too many colors at the same time. Um, and, and that's what little Liza was for me. She allowed me to embrace, you know, 
the the younger characteristics of myself and and it was me not wanting to step into adulthood either I'll tell you that my midlife <laughs> crisis she was holding me back from it you know what I'm saying so I created her in order to allow myself to play and we should all just be allowed to play and have fun and not you know conform to whatever society may be saying they want to see um but then yeah those are my characters and they're all different branches of me and so I created all of them and now I'm kind of bringing them all together as one which is just me and that's the Liza we see on Liza on Demand. And that's Liza you see yeah. on Liza on Demand. Yeah. It's yeah. her like, you know, being a little confused about what to do with her career. But um, thank you for tying it back into the show. God dang, you were good at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you see that that version of me that like is, is embodying everything and embracing everything about herself. So, mm. yeah. I love that. I'm so glad that you shared that because I think... And I'm guessing when you actually created them, you didn't know that. No, I had no it's, idea. It's in hindsight, like, now that you've reflected and you've looked at those roles and you've been like, oh, that's why I did yep. that. And I love that because what you're saying is so true. There's two things I want to point out to the audience, which you've just done here is when you look at what Ali said, is like Ali said that, you know, he said he was the greatest before he was. Yeah. And so yeah. that's exactly the point of like, he was saying that to convince himself, not really to convince anyone else, but then going through that process, he did become. Yeah. And in the same way, uh, Steve Jobs had something called reality distortion field. Oh, so yeah. that's where you're creating a almost not slightly delusional, but a Ooh. aspirational version yeah. of who you want to be. Yeah. And you're creating it so that you can then become that. Exactly. And then Martin Luther King used to put on glasses yeah, so Todd Herman, who I interviewed and wrote the book, The Alter Ego Effect, he talked about how Martin Luther King used to wear glasses because they made him feel more confident. Me and Martin Luther King have so much in common. Really? God? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I actually have, I didn't wear them today because I just wanted to, like, look you directly in the eye. Yeah. But I have a pair of fake glasses that I wear all the time. No way, that's really... Yeah, because it makes me feel, like, so much more, like, regal. And, like, Do you wear them to meetings and stuff? I wear them to meetings because yeah. like, I feel like they, they take me more seriously. You see, like, a little five-foot gnome waddle into the office. You're like, well, I'm going to listen to this. This is going to tell me an idea, a good idea. And I put my glasses on and I become this, like, hey, yeah, I got, I got some things to say. I've seen the world. Let me tell you about it. Like, you and mine, the gig me it's and Martin a, Luther King yeah thing, it's you know amazing I, mean? I, have, I have dreams too uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it no but and and this and that's something I wanted to talk about there like one thing I get from speaking to you today and obviously Courtney who we both love yes and and when she talks about you to me and from what I've observed I I think of anyone who's anything that you've accomplished externally but also just the person that you are I think I'm trying really hard not to compliment you as I, know, I, I, know. As I, I talk like, about this. I see you say it. <laughs> say what you love about me. No, I'm <laughs> but, but the thing I find is that I don't think people should underestimate people based on their age or their professional experience. Yeah. Because I'm like, when I see what you've achieved externally in terms of everything we talked about and who I see you as a human and just how you've just reflected on how you created roles. <laughs> like that's not a, you I know. I a lot of time. I took yeah, a year off yeah. YouTube, man. I had a lot of time to think and journal and meditate, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's like that reflection is super mature. Like people don't realize for decades that they've been creating personas to play and not knowing who they are and figuring out their identity. Like that's something we do for our whole lives. And yeah. so I think anyone who's, judging someone or questioning someone's ideas when they're walking through their room because of how they look and yeah. how they dress and how yeah. old they are. I mean, that needs to go for sure. That needs to go for sure. Yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover because there's a whole story on the inside that you're about to find out if you're willing to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And how have you, how have you dealt with that? With like, you know, you're creating shows, you're hosting shows. Yeah. How have you dealt with that to be able to display without having to like defend yourself? Yeah. Because I feel like you do that pretty well. 
display, defend. There's another D word. I say disarm. Ooh. So I immediately, that's my my favorite thing to do is like disarm. And that's what I use my humor for is I, I either compliment, which you just did, by the way. Thank you for all those compliments that you said you weren't going to give anymore of. <laughs> you, either, you either compliment or you disarm. You allow them to know like, yo, we're all just here. We have a really cool jobs. Mm. And like what we're doing is a blessing to do every day. So to walk in and just immediately like, yo, just... Let's set the temperament now. Let's let's enjoy ourselves. Let's have a good time. Let's let's you know acknowledge the world around us and and the fact that we're living this life is so cool. So that's that's my go to um, when walking into a meeting that I'm feeling nervous about because um, that's what I want for somebody to do for me. I want them to make me feel comfortable. So allowing someone complimenting someone is making them feel comfortable in who they are and like taking a second to acknowledge and notice what they've done to themselves, whatever that be. Um, but yeah, so I think for me it's just stepping in and being bold and being confident and being that version of myself. I tap into my, my jet or I put in my, put on my glasses and I allow myself to firmly believe that I have something to say. And, you know, if you're receptive and you're ready to listen, then you're in your place. And if you're not, and you want to shut down that idea, then that's all right. I forgive you. You're there's, there's something that you're working through. And when you work past it, maybe you will see, hopefully I pray for you more clearly. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Don't display or defend disarm. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think yeah. that's such a Thank you. I've I've never thought about it like that. Like I I almost feel like I've practiced some of it, sure. but I've you never do really, that. I've never really consciously understood that in that word. The awareness and of I it. I think that yeah, and I think you've just made me conscious of it and you've woken me up to it. It's beautiful. It's like Aww. that's such a powerful point that I think if we can always look when we walk into meetings or we walk into an interaction or anything to yeah. disarm everyone yeah. Yeah. so that we can allow ourselves to be more ourselves. Sure, I sure. think I think that's beautiful. I think that's such a great practical takeaway because I think we all get so lost in, we always walk into a meeting and feel like, I'm going to have to defend myself yeah. today. I'm going to have to like stand up for like, I'm, I'm, I'm this. Or we start looking at all of our things that people could pick out. We're like, I'm going to build yeah. myself up. Or we go like, I'm going to show what I'm good at. I'm going to yeah. display. And I just, that's a huge takeaway for me. Yeah. That's massive. Yo, yeah. Did you one thing? You've taught me, me so <laughs> many. Like how many posts do you have on Instagram? Yeah, that many things. You've taught me that many things and more. No, you so. just woke me up to that. I think that's a huge point. I just think cool. if, if we can walk into every interaction in our lives. Yeah. And think, how can I disarm the other person and disarm myself? Humanize. Too? You humanize, yeah, humanize yourself. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Hey, I thanks, love that. man. That's what I love to do is just like make you feel comfortable in whatever heightened or relaxed environment that you're in. Like this is so relaxing to be here and just talking to you. It's definitely, it's different than Met Gala for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just to brush, brush the dirt off my shoulder. I mean, you yeah, were doing all the interviews on Met Gala standing on like this <laughs> podium, yeah. right? That was empowering in itself. That was empowering. I'm, I'm five feet tall. I was wearing four inch heels. I was five, four, but I, they still needed more. And you, <laughs> and you had to wait for everyone to walk the whole carpet mm-hmm. and you were standing there as like the gatekeeper. Ready. But you were amazing. Everyone seemed to love talking to thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Who was, what was the conversation that Uh, You remember that kind of left an impact. Yeah. I mean, I have to say I love Stephen Colbert. So like last year was my first year doing Met Gala. This year I kind of like came back and and felt more comfortable and in my power for sure. But uh, last year I just geeked out over Stephen Colbert. And and from that I was invited to be on his show, which was amazing. And it was just a chain reaction of fortunate events. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was cool, but uh, he, he just, you know, he has a platform and I think he uses it in amazing ways and he does the same disarming. So mm-hmm. I'm just inspired by uh, people I watch all the time and yeah. yeah, yeah, it was cool. But let me think who else? Um, it's wonderful. Just like seeing people this year, especially yeah. the, uh, the, the theme was camp. Yeah. So you could go as hard as you wanted to. And I had a whole pocket 
full of like could have been hot Cheetos that I was selling on the side, which I'm sure people would have appreciated because inside you just get one chicken breast, which (laughs) yeah, just a chicken breast and a little scoop of greens. Uh, (laughs) I think uh, Anna Winter is paleo. Uh, She was ensuring everybody else was following her diet. Um, But no, I had a, like my arm was missing. So my arm was inside this giant pocket the whole time. It was just like flaccid in there the whole time. Didn't see the sunlight. Um, It's a a little more pale to this day. Um, But it was cool because everybody was just expressing themselves and like they were decorating their spirit that day or their soul that day which I like to say because they were just having fun and being who they are and embracing it so it was fun yeah it's awesome I remember you describing Lady Gaga's outfit changes <laughs> on the carpet and I was like this is brilliant like I was just because you can see it from afar and you're like you're going through the motions that everyone got to go through on the pictures afterwards yeah. but I think you did an awesome job and and I love how again like I, I think you are constantly giving everyone who's listening everyone who watches you a permission to be themselves because you always are like, I just yeah. don't see you change in, in different forums and different, you know, whether it's the streamies uh, where I first met you last year or whether it's, you know, the Met Gala or whatever, like you're always emanating who you are. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I think holding on to that at such a young age, like you're only 23 years old. <laughs> and I think that's amazing that you've just been able to really understand yourself and be comfortable in your own skin. And Thank you. I'm and glad so- it looks like that. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I might be a good actress because... <laughs> <laughs> because I am, I'm, you're, I became comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah. and I love the skin I'm in, but I'm always trying to understand what exactly is inside. So that, that willingness to op- be open and accept whatever may come out. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, that's, what's beautiful about it. Like that's yeah. even more powerful what you've just said there. Like you're constantly trying to understand like that constant, like awareness and actualization yeah. going on is what people need to do. Yeah. Very I love similar. that. Amazing. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Thank tell you. me, tell me about. What I was really fascinated by is like, obviously you've done all of this great social media work. Like you've, you know, built an amazing platform, amazing audience. People love you. Like, Compliments. you know, and, and it's just, what I was fascinated by is then you go and create a show. And, and as I was pointing out earlier, to me, it's another level. Like the writing's incredible. The scripting's incredible. The, you know, all the jokes and the punchlines, the character style, the the other characters that are involved, which is different to you being characters. It's yeah. now you interacting yeah. with real other people, which yeah. is different from your work. Tell sure. me about the process of actually building a show. Oh, man. Because I feel like it's a massive undertaking. I mean, building a YouTube audience and YouTube is hard enough. Sure, but then yeah. to like transition. Tell me, tell us about that yeah. transition. Ooh, How much time do we have? We got time. <laughs> um, okay. So basically, I hope you like the sound of my voice, by the way, just checking in mid podcast because I've been talking a lot and I appreciate you guys listening. <laughs> I was actually going to say you have a great podcast voice. Oh, thank uh, you. If, if you ever want to, you know, start a podcast. I'll be let, back. Let, let, me, let me know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were saying that on the phone yesterday, like a podcast is a great way to make friends. You wanted to have deep conversations with people. Literally. That you friends with. Yeah. You became that on the I've literally been like, I've, I've said to a few people, I'm like, oh, I'd love to hang out. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to too. And I'm like, uh, can you come on my podcast? I'm like, oh yeah, when do you want me to come on? It's <laughs> yes. like, and I'm like, great. Like, but no, I, th- I do believe that podcasts are very intimate conversations yeah. and it's a chance to go vulnerable quicker. Yeah. And I can ask whatever I feel like on yeah. a podcast. Truth. And sometimes when you're off, off camera, off, off micro, you can't, you don't always feel like you can like, yeah. on a podcast, you can ask Facts. whatever. And like, so anyway, but yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. Sorry. My ADD kicked in. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> the question was, I, I'm just trying to, I guess there's two parts to this question. Let me break it down. The first part of the question is, what do you think people misunderstand about the life of a creator? Mm. Like, I want, I want to understand, like, 
how challenging it is sure, yeah. to do what you've done. Like, you know, all the, all the kind of the process it's taken to build the social platform. Yeah. And then the second part of the question is, I want to hear that how, how interesting the transition was from social media to then building a show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I will say the life of a creator is an interesting one. It's you, you don't get bored. You, you definitely, there is no idle mind. I will say you are, you are constantly working in it and it depends what kind of content you're creating, right? So we have vlogs that are out there. You have your scripted content that's out there. You have just podcasts. I mean, you have, you have it all. So for, for myself, I, I started off doing vlogging and I enjoyed that, but I wanted to like build, I wanted some kind of like structure, some kind of, you know, formula, uh, method to my madness, if you will. And I, I created all these scripts and all these characters, right? And so that was me literally dragging around a tripod in my room and finding lighting and, and just Googling everything. How do I, what camera does what and what, what does this? So starting off from scratch and creating kind of my own, I didn't know what it was, but my production company, and that's what I was doing. But really for me, it was just like creating videos and having fun and being this, these versions of myself and putting myself out there. Um, and little did I realize I was acting too. I just didn't know, even though I was looking at a white, like I just didn't know that me looking at a white wall, dressing up as a different version of myself was acting yeah. until like the label was placed whenever I was like, oh, that's, why does it feel so familiar when I do this, you know, on set with other people? Oh, because I've been doing this alone in my living room for years, <laughs> for years yeah. you know, making my own like audition and my own reels online. Well, that's what's so cool about social media is like you create your own reel, your own resume online so you can show the world what you can do if placed in another environment or given another chance of some sort. So that's what I was doing in, in my own living room and, and creating that, but it takes hours, mm. hours of scripting and, and making sure the language is right. And you're trying to get the message across and, um, you know, costume changes on my own and, and switching to those characters. And I'm, I'm better at night. I'm surprised I'm high functioning human right now during the day. Look at that. It's probably because you got blackout curtains. Yeah, over there. it feels like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like night. Yeah. It feels chill. Yeah. Um, but I, I filmed everything from like, probably I'll start at like 10 PM and go until 4 AM and just change into all these different characters. Cause I just like was better on and, 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 and more in a performance mode at night. So I, I did that and then I would go to sleep and I'd wake up and immediately start editing and editing's the longest process takes like days, days. That's why this is so relieving. I'm like, you don't have to edit this really. You just got to chop into these different angles. Hi, how you doing? Now you're on Jay. Now you're back on me. <laughs> We're acknowledging the visuals, guys, for those of you listening to the audio. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I was, you know, taking, it took, it took a very long time. And I think that's what you see a four minute video, but what went into that was four days yeah. or what went into that was a week in that 10 minute long video. So like it, there's a lot that you don't see that goes into making this one baby. There's a lot of parents, not just two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. in this case for my channel, it was just me. I was just it's a single just, parent yeah. of all these babies I was making online, just taking care. Um, and then I got to meet my other parents and I got to, you know, co-create. And, and that was exciting for me stepping into a different world of creation when it comes to lies on demand and, um, you know, stepping into the writer's room and, and being able to work with all these mad geniuses who have these stories and ideas and experiences that I get to, you know, 
throw into my show and and have these bouncing around ideas and and it was just so fun to be collaborative um creating on what I did online was so fun and it was exciting but it was very isolating at the same time mm-hmm. I was on my own and I felt like I had to be on my own and that was the rectangle that I had to break out of um or the box I say rectangle because that's what you're watching on yeah, your phone yeah, right exactly. that's how you're watching your little baby movies so uh, that's that was me you know breaking out of just being this solo act. I did the opposite of what Beyonce did. <laughs> I found my destiny's child. I created my destiny with others. Um, and then we made children together. So so I got to make this this whole show with like all these incredible creatives and and for them to be willing to work with me and put up with me. I'm so I'm so lucky because it was it was fun to produce and write and be in that writer's room for hours instead of alone in my living room on the couch. And, and, and and being in production and figuring out how we're going to do this as a team instead of me dragging around that tripod. And they're both equally as amazing. And, and, and those experiences made me who I am and gave me the experience and knowledge that I needed to transition over into traditional, quote unquote, traditional, because I think everything's just entertainment now. Forget this traditional digital. Totally. Let's blur that line. Thank it's you for gone. saying that. Yeah. yeah that's what I've always tried to do with, no matter what I do in my career. Like, I want to blur that line like Will Smith's doing. Like he's he's Will Smith is my favorite YouTuber. Like, yeah, like that's, which is crazy. That's wild, right? Yeah. So to blur that line and just call it entertainment's exciting. Um, but yeah, it, all of those experiences helped me into into this new one, and I'm I'm grateful for anybody who's willing to watch and join me on the journey as I evolve. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll all be watching for sure. <laughs> I, want, I want everyone who's listening to watch. Thanks for the views. Yeah. Views, views. Yeah. No, I think everyone should watch it just because I think it's it's. What's interesting for all of us, and especially those of you who have already been a part of your audience for years and those who are new to your audience, it's like, I think we're getting the fortune of watching creators evolve. Like that's special. Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm not meeting you or like people are not meeting you when you got your first big break. People, people are being able to watch the whole journey, the growth. Yeah. the growth, the evolution of someone. And I'm like, imagine you got to do that with Leonardo DiCaprio. Imagine you got to do that with, I don't Leonardo DiCaprio is one of my favorite people in the world. Like, just like, imagine you got to do that with someone. Like yeah. you got to watch someone grow and evolve and take the next step and, you know, all of that yeah. stuff. And I think that's special yeah. to, to be able to have that with someone. And so when I'm seeing you and I'm like, you see Vine and then you see YouTube and then you see like, you got your own show and like, then you're hosting Nickelodeon. It's like, you're getting to, like, we're getting to be a part of that. And I think if all of us should be making the most of being a part of those journeys, because those are stories you get to tell in the future. Yeah. Those are things that, uh, you know, you can't, you can't join someone at their start of their journey ever again. Sure. Sure. Right. And not that this is the start of your journey at all, but I mean, like, no one's ever going to get to be a part of this part of your journey without watching it now. Yeah, and you can always go back and watch it and see where I came from. And actually, I've never deleted anything on Instagram. Never? Ever. You can go back to my very first post. You can go back to everything that I've ever created. That's impressive. And go find it. Vine, I didn't have an option. They just deleted the whole thing. <laughs> it just died. Yeah. You tried. You tried I to tried. keep it alive. I tried to keep it alive. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't. I yeah. went over into YouTube. Oopsies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I. it's exciting to see that whole journey. And there was something that someone said to me that huh? I believe it was someone that worked with Nicole Kidman mm-hmm. who was, you know, we knew her as this movie actress and then she started doing Big Little Lies and, you know, people were hesitant to walk up to her as a movie actress, like seeing them, you're paying to see Nicole Kidman on the big screen. Like there's this, 
there's this level of like, there's a filter in between you and her. Like you feel like it's, uh, you can't touch her. Um, But then when she was on Big Little Lies, she stepped into the living room, into the homes of so many. And apparently people would, you know, come up to her and say, I love your work and immediately go in for a hug without asking Nicole Kidman, can I give you a hug? (laughs) And it was just immediate connection. And she was confused by it because, you know, to go from people not, not speaking to you for whatever reason, and then to being a part of their family and sitting down and being a part of their story, she was shocked by it because there's a level of comfort there now. Now creators- we are with you. Yeah. We are on the toilet with you. We are in bed with you. I have slept with people I don't know about. And it's and it's wild to me how intimate that experience is and how intimate it is to share your story via vlogs or whatever. And you're seeing behind the curtain more than ever now. So it's exciting. That's why all these celebrities too are wanting to get into YouTube totally. and show the process. So Fingers crossed, Leonardo DiCaprio has a YouTube channel. <laughs> I know, yeah, which will save the planet too. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, that would be the best. Yeah, that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. Uh, tell me about you've you've said before that life has been and and when I'm I'm feeling your energy today and I'm sensing it's, you're in a great place, like things are exciting and every. But you have yeah. said before, like you know, life is like equal parts joy, equal parts pain. Truth. Tell me about that. Like, what does that mean to you? And Truth. and how do you process that? And how does that help you grow? Oh man, you. I mean, you wouldn't know the joy without the pain. Like I am, I am full in my power right now <laughs> and I feel good and I feel proud of everything that I've worked on and everything that I am and I have become. Um, but there were many, many times where I was just living in, in, in shame and, and, you know, spiraling of sorts of like, who am I? And, and, and trying to identify myself and what I am and what I'm doing and what I'm meant to do. And I feel like that's, a description of your twenties. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So, just, so true. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for saying I, that. I really like. I'm. I'm ready for 2020. I think that I'm going to tease a series that I don't even know if I'm going to do it, but I can't wait to be like in the twenties, living oh. in the twenties. I'm going to work on it. We'll oh, figure it out. Feel that, guys. Feel the editors. <laughs> I'm going to manifest do it. it. Please do right, it. I know where you at. I know where you live. Please so, do it. <laughs> yeah. Please do it. Please do it. I will. I will try because I. I really want. I wish there was some kind of guidance for my 20s outside of my sisters who have helped me so much. Um, shout out to them. Um, but yeah, they, you know, it's, it's, it's such an interesting time where you're like trying to identify yourself. It's like going through high school again. Like what, what group do I belong to? Do I sit at this table? Do I sit at that table? But for you, it's in your 20s and there's no distinguishing. Like I'm in high school now I'm in college. And now that's why I'm not friends with that person. Cause we went to different high schools, but now it's just like life. And now it's just like, oh, I'm not friends with that person because we just, we grew apart temporarily or maybe it, maybe just for life. And that's okay. Cause they served a purpose in my life at one point and I've learned from them and I've loved them and every experience of them, but like no longer does. And, and, and so it may be, and maybe life will bring people back together at some point, but I definitely lived in, in such shame of myself. And that was from unfortunately reading comments online for a little bit too, was mm-hmm. receiving feedback and, and, and quote unquote, because it's not validating, but quote unquote, validating a feeling that I was already internally feeling, but from an external source, which was all these comments online. Um, and I was like, oh, they're seeing me. They're seeing me. I don't want them to see me. Um, and, and allowing myself to, you know, feel those feelings and lean into those feelings and 
let myself sit with them and figure out why I'm feeling that, what's the root of the problem, instead of shoving it down even further and not allowing myself to feel it. Because society tells us, you know, you can't feel or put out anything but being happy. And that's why I'm glad for this. I'm so happy for this generation, this younger generation who knows and they're learning through media that has become even more vulnerable through people like you who have encouraged us to allow ourselves to feel every feeling and, and, and experience it and, and, and figure out what exactly is going wrong and what, what childhood trauma did I go through in which that it's, it's bleeding into adulthood. Um, and, and so allowing myself to sit and journal and meditate or, you know, whatever solutions you may find for yourself. Like I, I did that and I'm, I'm glad that's what I did in that year too, was give myself that time. And I've come out this of the fire being this phoenix, just like, <laughs> call, like, like ready to like serve the world because, you know, I, I gave that time and I served myself and, and that's what I want to do is be generous of the energy that I've harvested for myself and, and give it to others. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that definitely, there was a time, I think it was at the Continuum Conference yes, I remember. where I was just, I was not feeling the utmost myself yeah. and or myself. And I... It wasn't, wasn't my strongest place, but even just sitting with you in that moment and you just like kind of empowering me and through what I do, I was like, oh, he sees something I don't see right now. I hope I see what he sees one day, <laughs> you know, like you were just, you were so kind and so giving at a time that I really needed it. And so I thank you for that. And my nostrils are flaring because I'm trying to hold back tears <laughs> because there is a visual. You podcast, you can't hear my shaky voice, but I was grateful for that. I really, really, truly grateful. And I was grateful for the strangers that smiled at me at a time where I couldn't smile myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important for people to hear that because, and I, and I loved what you said that I do think that we're at a time when your generation, especially, and this generation right now is allowing itself to explore. And I think when I remember, even me, and I'm only, you know, a little bit older than you, but yeah. But it's like, I remember thinking that my 20s, I was told anyway, my 20s had to be when I figured it out. Yeah. Like it was already figured out. Yeah. Like by the time you finish college or university, you have to have it figured out. Mm-hmm. And I went off and became a monk. So I totally went off. Like if there's any way to say, I don't agree with the system, it's becoming a monk. It's like, yeah. you know, that's yeah. like completely anti Rebel you. It's totally rebellious. Like yeah. I always say that, becoming a monk is one of the most rebellious things I could have ever done yeah. because it's totally anti uh, the system and the establishment. It's like, it's like basically saying, I don't value material things. And so when I went off and did that, I spent, and I can, and that's why I can testify and totally agree with everything you're saying. I spent my whole twenties figuring myself out and learning, not that I figured it all out and that I'm yeah. done now, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at least one phase of that cycle yeah. was what I dedicated my twenties to. Yeah. Like I, I made my first video when I was 28 Wow. Like that was one of my first 29, 28, 29. So two, three years ago is when I made my first video. And that was the first time I'd made any piece of media. Yeah. And, but, but I'd come, it was coming from a place of, I've just spent my 21 to 28, just reflecting, thinking, meditating, figuring stuff out, intention, yeah. reflecting. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, let's make video. You know, it wasn't like that. And I think Hearing you say that is so beautiful because I think that applies to whenever anyone who's listening or watching has that reflection. Yeah. So if you have that reflection at 30, that's your 20s. Sure. If you have that reflection at 40, that's your 20s. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's like, there's no number on it. No, none. And you're constantly, you're forever be a student. Like you're constantly learning and you're constantly like trying to figure out 
you're always trying to figure it out, whatever yeah. it may be. And and to not have it figured out is comforting to come to as a solution, at least for me, is yeah. like being like, oh, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Someone asked me what they thought my, uh, someone asked me, what's your purpose? What do you think your purpose is? I was like, multi-purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a cleaner of sorts. I can do hardwood floors or glass surfaces. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Like, I, 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 don't have it figured out and I'm okay with that. So I think like I agree. that learning and unlearning of what you've learned before, like it's, it's constantly changing as our world around us changes. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think the, cool. I think the challenge that we set ourselves up for, which what you're doing articulating so well is when we're in the process of reflection, figuring it out, introspection, whatever that may look like, yeah. it doesn't have to look a certain way. Yeah. That's the place we're going to be forever anyway. Mm. You just don't want to be in the place of either saying, okay, I found it and I'm done yeah. or I'm not even going to bother. Yeah. To be in the process. Because I think those both extremes can be quite sure. isolating and scary when you're like, okay, I'm done now. I know I found my purpose. Yep. I found it. And I've been at times in my life where I actually was on that end where I was like, I know exactly what my purpose is. I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And that also makes you go backwards. Really? And then, the, yeah, like you don't want to be. It's I look like, at you and I'm like, oh, he's got it figured out. Like I'm, I'm over here saying, I'm okay with not figuring it out, but Jay. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jay. He's he knows everything. <laughs> no, and I and, and I I'd say I'm I always think life is in percentages. Like I don't th I think life is percentages. I don't think life is ever a hundred percent or zero percent. It's ninety nine percent. It's eighty seven percent. It's ninety three. Like everything is proportionate, right? It's not yeah. like you've got it. There are times in my life where I'm like, okay, I'm ninety five percent on track, but there's five percent. I got to leave that space to figure out more and to get to the next phase and learn and grow. Yeah. But if I ever go, okay, I'm hundred percent done now. Yeah. Then it's kind of like, well, then I don't need to, then I don't need to be or That's do it. conk out. That's totally. Like, yeah, exactly. God or your yeah. higher power is like, okay, it's your time. Phew. Exactly. And I think it's just making, I just want to be always shifting my percentage in the right direction, but yeah. I don't ever get to a point where it's zero or a hundred. Yeah. You know, so. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I, I just think like life is phases and phases change and naturally you're going to go through different transitions in your life. Yeah. And, and I just think that we, we try and get out of transitions quickly, but transitions are the time to spend time in. Like that's where you want to spend your time is in the transition and get it right. Yeah. Cause when you rush a transition, you end up at a destination you don't want to be at. Right. So. Yep. Right. That's I don't know. You're inspiring me. me right now. No, so no, I'm just no. saying this based on what <laughs> I'm just trying to validate what I'm hearing you say at 23. And I'm like, I'm 31 now and I'm listening to you and I'm like, that is exactly what I was doing when I was like 23. Like I was a monk. So yeah, we're practically yeah. the same. Yeah. Like, like, you know, we did the same thing. But you know, that's what, this, like, is, this is what you wore as a monk? This is where I wore. All these colors? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the nails. It's the and, nails. Like, yeah, yeah. The acrylics. Yeah. The missing one. But no, it's the same process. That's what I'm loving hearing about. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad. I mean, that's crazy that, that, that that's a process that you have to, you see. Your accent made me say process. Process. Pro I say process. <laughs> process, yeah, process, yeah, process. <laughs> That's a process process that you have to go through. Um, and, and you never, you kind of never stop going through it. What, what percentage would you say you're at today? That's, oh, ooh, ooh, you put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, Ask yeah, me questions. Yeah, yeah, what's up? This is my podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. This is not I your podcast. I hijacked I'm definitely in the... I'd say in the 80s and the 90s. Nice. So like, yeah, 80s or the 90s. Yeah, you're glowing. Like, yeah, a, like, you know, 80s or 90s. And it's getting closer, yeah. but I'm never looking for, and I think you've you said this beautifully, like multi-purpose. <laughs> I think that's a great, we got to change the podcast name, guys. It's not on purpose, <laughs> it's multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. Like, but I, I think that I, I resonate with that. Yeah. Like I get what you're saying there, right? I think that. What you do. Yeah. And, and I think that your purpose should always evolve because if it's not evolving and you're not giving it space to grow and yeah. change and deepen, yeah. then, then you're just stuck doing one thing 
or believing one thing. Or that you only should do one That you thing. only should do and be and mm-hmm. achieve one thing. And then I'm just like, but that's not real. And I've not seen the greats do that. And I've not yeah. seen people I admire do that. And and also, I just don't think that's realistic. So, but I feel very on purpose. And that's why I call the podcast On Purpose is because I always want to feel, am I on purpose? Like, am I going in the right direction? Yeah. You know, yeah. is you know, and that's how I feel. And my life is very on purpose and everything's intentional. Yeah. But it's not all figured out. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can figure out the intention, but you can't, that you can't define it. You can't expect a result. Yes. You know, uh, does that make sense? Pre- yes. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but I'm. <laughs> you know what's insane yeah, is I'm that just, you say the most profound, prolific things. And you're like, did that make sense? <laughs> no, but I'm being serious because I'm just flowing and saying stuff. And I'm like, does the flow. Sense? Oh, like, anyway, yeah. the flow made sense, man. I'm so glad you're recording. Like, I'm glad this is being recorded. So, you know, you can look back and be like, I'm a genius. Yeah, that was a good episode. <laughs> this is a good episode because of you. But, oh. <laughs> but the, the other thing that really that stuck out to me was um, this whole process that I was thinking about of you have often mentioned that you even experience like social anxiety, right? And you talk about it a lot. You address it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think when people first see you and like what you're saying about me, like when I see you and again, what you've done, it's like, you're like, oh no, but Liza's like confident. Like she's got it figured out in the same way you're saying about me. Like when you see me, like, oh, but Jay's got it figured out. And it's like, I think when people hear us, like when I'm like, no, actually it's percentages and I'm figuring it out. It, it's not only good for everyone to hear that, yeah. it's good for me to know that, but for you to say, hey, I'm a social media person, but I've actually experienced social anxiety. Yeah. Like walk me through when you felt comfortable saying that, but more importantly, like what have you seen has helped you with that or how have you managed that? Oh man. Oh man, good question. That's deep. Um, okay, we'll be back we don't in have 30 to minutes. We don't want to. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back after this short commercial break. That's actually 30 minutes long. Uh, um, no, I, I I believe I'm trying to pinpoint the exact moment where I became comfortable. I think I made a video about anxiety and it was my, you know, kind of like my social thoughts. And it was very like surface level of, you know, I was trying to bring humor, integrating humor into actual like social anxiety commentary or social commentary. Um, and it was, it was tough for me. And it got especially interesting or controversial in the comments because people were like, that's not anxiety or that's not how I experience anxiety. And we all experience it in different ways, right? There's different, different, I don't even want to say levels because not, no level is worse than the other because there's, it's just your own experience and it's your interpretation of life or social interactions or, you know, some people have anxiety about death and like I've talked about many different types of anxiety. But I think that was the moment in which I I thought comfortable and appropriate in a time for me to speak out about it was creating that video. Um, but I do have social anxiety and I think speaking about it and even hearing your, people like yourself who appear to have it all figured out, just like I even said, no, Jay knows everything. Um, to hear that, that you do or experience anxiety or nerves, it disarms people mm-hmm. and it just allows them, it humanizes you and allows you to know that you experience these other emotions outside of the confidence that I I also ha- emit. emit. And, and, and it's it's what I strive to do is to show people that you can feel confident no matter what situation. But um my social anxiety definitely became like even social media anxiety. And I was like scared to put myself out there online, um, which I was scared to put in, which I was scared to put myself out there in, in real life. And it, it kind of went hand in hand. And I will say with like my social anxiety, I even was nervous coming here today. I'm even nervous. I fluctuate and flow just throughout the course of this podcast. I'm like, yo, I said that and that was dope. Wait, 
no, I can't say anything that tops that. I have to, I have to have something else more profound. I gotta whip out Google real quick and quote Gandhi real fast or <laughs> something. I need to peek. Um, like there's waves, ebb and flow of of your mind, and and so many thoughts happen per per second, per minute. And you know, I I've I, with my social anxiety, I also have a little bit of derealization where I derealize and I question reality. I think that's my like creative side of my brain going and being like, is this real? Is this a cartoon or like? What was in my drink earlier? <laughs> Just like, you know, it, you have ebb and flow of like confidence and then lowered confidence. And that can happen within the span of five minutes or a couple of days or a couple of years. And, you know, you you might stay down low for a little bit, but the fact that you know you can come back up and and when you are low to know, to think of times where you felt high and to experience that that gratitude that you you know you can feel that happy. That's what I, I cling on to most. You, cling on to most. You can't feel any other feeling but gratitude when experiencing gratitude. And I'm so thankful for that because in my times of darkness, I just feel grateful that I know what light feels like. And so that's that's what I hold on to at all times. But I forgot the question again. What happened? No, no, don't ask me. Great. <laughs> Did I answer no, 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 it? See, so, there, was, yeah. there was the ebb and flow right yeah, there. Just me being like, I think I said that right. That's like Did me I? like saying, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, does that, like, Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah <laughs> For those words? Yeah. 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 Like, because in my mind, it just sounded like random words together. But <laughs> yeah. No, no, you have answered the question. I, I think that's, I love the way that you even brought it into this podcast. And, and I think that's why we look to make, we try to have shorter phone calls. Yeah. We try to message people instead of meet them. Like this is all part of that anxiety because yeah. trying to be interesting for a long period of time is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, or we, we put that pressure on ourselves of like, yeah. oh crap, like I don't think I can go on this date because I've got to be interesting for 30 minutes on a date. Whereas if I just message her or him, then that's going to, you know, whatever it is. And so I yeah. feel like we avoid, and I think just the fact that you just mentioned sitting, you're right now you are sitting on a podcast talking about how you've felt anxiety on this podcast. Freaking out. Right? And, <laughs> and, and the ebbs and flows. And I think that's awesome because I think the beautiful thing is that when we lean away from our anxiety, that's when it gets scary because yeah. we just ignore it. We try to bury it. We try like yeah. push it away. But when you lean into it and you're like, oh, I can see you. Like I see you, I, I'm aware of you yeah. and, and I know when I feel you and when you appear in my life. Yeah. And I know that gratitude is going to help me. And how do you recall those grateful moments of you feeling that light? Is that, have you written them down? Do you have, a men- do you have an amazing memory where you're remembering them? Is it, is it something you're wearing? Like earlier you were talking about the t-shirt with the, yeah. the you know, be I, humble, I, be brave. Be humble, be brave. Yeah. I have, I have a lot of like shirts like that, that like, something just like wearing all these colors Color. makes me feel bright. Like yes. it's, it's kind of like a costume depending that helps me feel what I'm feeling on the inside and kind of accentuates that. So yes, I do wear like a lot of shirts that say like, be grateful, be humble, be this, be that. Um, just as a reminder to me and anybody who's, you know, receptive to reading my shirt, um, <laughs> <laughs> whoever has really good eyesight, sometimes really tiny and minimalistic and ecstatic in the middle of your shirt. Um, uh, but no, I, I have, I have a journal. I journal a lot. I journal. I also do the most millennial thing where I video diary and I make videos and I make videos in my time of even darkness where I kind of like get analytical and explain to myself how I'm feeling. Are these the videos we're seeing or you make these are not the videos? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I've seen videos you've put out. I'm just like, yeah. yeah, And those are my, those are my more like lighthearted videos, obviously that I, I put out there into the world, but I do have these like 
very intense videos where I'm like trying to figure out why I feel a certain way. And it's just for me to kind of have, it's like a personal video, but wow. I'm constantly making content. It's just a matter of whether or not you see it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, for me, it allows me to like emotionally release. Cause you know, I th- I don't think any millennial has good handwriting. We just, we do not pick up pens or paper or pencil. I, I just, the books in here are freaking me out because the amount of paper cuts that could happen is a dangerous place we're in right now, guys. But like I, I have, I, I don't journal as much as I do video journal, I guess. Um, or I make these own, my own versions of podcasts that I'll never release, but they're, <laughs> they are audio, audio of me just like working things out. And, yeah. and I see myself slowly get to like a, a place of comfort and, and positivity and light again, you know, as I, you know, work through, you know, the feelings of darkness kind of thing. So yeah. I eventually get myself back, but it, it is, it's a lot of reminders. It's your posts. It's literally your posts that remind me and feed me. Cause I, I even said before that your feed can sometimes starve you of reality of what real life is. Cause we're constantly scrolling and looking down. Um, mm-hmm. And like, you're looking down. How can you not feel down? That's, you know, and, and, oh, and so, wow. right. Oh, <laughs> how can you not feel down when you're looking down at somebody else, live their life and you're, yeah. you're busy watching, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I, I fed my feed when I was going through that time to uh, make sure I had that, that positive and, and perspective, you know, from others who were willing to share their stories. And I knew, you know, this is, my problems are so small mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I'm, everything, what I'm going through is, yes, my reality, but it's so small in comparison to like how big the world is. And there's so much to see and love and experience. So yeah, just, oh, I love those that. Are those reminders. are such practical tips. I love that. No, I, th- I, I, I think the video journal is is such a great idea. Yeah. I personally prefer audio and video journals to written ones. Really? Yeah, I, I actually do because A, I think you're right that the handwriting point, definitely, but also just the the patience to build a written life. I think because we've not been used to it growing up, especially sure. your generation, even more so the younger millennials. Yeah. And, and it's, we're not used to it as much. No. So being able to talk it out. And also what I think is really powerful is when you talk it out and then you listen as if you're listening to someone else. Yeah. That you can then hear your problems from a more objective point of view. Yeah. And so I actually think what you're saying is perfect. I think doing video or audio recordings yeah. are such a brilliant way of journaling. Yeah. And I think you can hear yourself in your voice. And when you talk it out, it's like, I, I, I think that's such a smart move. Yeah. And, and I've not heard many people say that, but I definitely feel oh. it's, I definitely feel that's a huge, huge thing. I recommend anyone who's listening and watching right now if you've struggled with journaling in a written form, please take Liza's tip on doing audio and visual journals. Oh, thank and, you. And it's such a great thing to be easily looked back upon. Thank you. Yeah. And, and Jay's remind. tip too, because you do it as well, which is, it's nice. It's sometimes I'll go back and I'll watch myself like not in my power and I'm like, oh, I want to give her a hug. And that's the most like feeling of self-compassion you got to remind yourself of too. Is like, oh, like it's okay, girl. It's going to be all right. Like I promise you I'm here right now and everything inevitably turned out just okay. Like you are going to be just fine. And then I also make videos for myself where I am fully in my power and feeling confident and make a video saying, yo, this, remind yourself of this. You see this girl right here. And like, that looked like I was making a TikTok. <laughs> Plug TikTok. Uh, <laughs> it's a great app. Um, but like, I'll, I'll make videos like that even just to remind myself in times of when I'm feeling not so, not so hot. And I'll go watch that and be like, yeah, I know she exists. I can get back to her. She's in within me at all times. All right, cool. And <laughs> it's nice. So it's yeah, a reminder. Exactly. You mentioned earlier that you've learned a, a few things from your older sisters. Yeah. You mentioned earlier you thanked your sisters. Tell me about some of the things you've learned from both of them. They warned me. About? 
the twenties. Oh, <laughs> that's said, good. They were. That's me. good they were, sistering. They were in the twenties. Yeah, yeah sistering. Yeah, I, don't I like know. that. Yeah, yeah but go on. <laughs> Sounds like a good book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, they warned me about twenties being a tough time, and I was eighteen. Was like, well, I went through whatever I needed to go through because I'm fine. Yeah. Don't worry, I got it figured out. And then twenty hit me like a brick. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I actually went in for this sidebar. Yeah. As always with my attention deficit disorder, yeah. but I went in to get tested for attention deficit disorder, and they told me, you, you don't have ADD. No, we can't give you any medication for that. But you do have anxiety. Good luck. And like, that was it. That wow. was the end of that doctor's appointment. And I was like, what? That's I was 18. So and I was like, what? Like, I don't know what you mean. Then 20, 20th birthday hit me. And I had the utmost anxiety. I just moved out to LA. I was experiencing all this new life experiences for the first time. And anxiety just like came at me. So it was, it was definitely them, you know, warning me about the 20s and then just allowing, they told me that like, I think my middle sister, Olivia told me that uh, things are just like temporary. Like you have to understand that there's a lot that's, that's temporary. So with that knowledge, know to appreciate the moment when it's there and be very, very present when it's there. That's the ultimate goal. Another sidebar, dogs are amazing. <laughs> that seemed random, but dogs. <laughs> that seems so random. I was like, I was with you. I was like, my brain had to like run from like my left hand side of my brain to the right hand side to be like, what? Like- Other sidebar, I'm having sushi tonight. Uh, no. <laughs> but like sidebar, the dog thing, it's because dogs are so present. They're so, they're so just there. Um, they're there with you at any moment. They just want to love and be loved. And that's, that's all they do. So I just, whenever I say present, like if you need a grounding presence, it's a dog sometimes. Yeah. So that's another tip. If you just go find a dog, go to an adoption place and go pet one, just be present with that moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with that information that things are temporary, um, to know that it's not, this is, this moment doesn't define you. It's not who you are. Um, and, and that it, this too shall pass. And then also temporary it being like experience that moment, be grateful that you're there. And, and, and so that, that's what I took away from my sisters. Yeah. So I'm grateful to both of them. That's beautiful. I usually talk a lot of crap about them. So this is good. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. This is, this is beautiful. Just before a family holiday. This yeah. is perfect, right? It's like a family holiday in one and a half weeks yeah. or something. Like this Hype perfect. them up. By the way, they're all such, like my whole family is like such a big fan of yours. I'm trying to figure out the right moments to geek out. So when they, do I get they, to meet them? <laughs> you, at the next wedding. We're both brown. We're about to end up at the same wedding at some point. I hope so. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think Lee, you're like a cooler shade of brown. Like, I'm not sure like if you go to cooler weddings. Like, cooler shade of brown. Yeah. <laughs> There's 50 shades of brown at every wedding. <laughs> I'm tanned right now too. So this is not, <laughs> yeah, this is not yeah. the real me. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're a white boy, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd love to meet them. Like, yes. I genuinely love to meet they them. They would love it to meet you. It would be amazing. Like, it would be so nice. I love meeting people's families because I think you know, like you took such a big move to move away from your family. At, like I know it was hard doing it at 28, like as in overall, yeah. I mean, I left earlier when I went to university and became a monk and stuff. But yeah. I think like you leaving at 19, 20 to come to LA, yeah. like LA is a big, crazy place. Yeah. And, I mean, but, but it seems like you've attracted the right people around you here. Like, I feel like you've kind of, you've built a unit or a squad of people that yeah. You feel very happy around. Yeah, they understand me and I understand them. How did you get to want to figure out who was right to have around you? Like, how did you get, because I don't think, I don't believe people are good or bad. I just think there's right people to have around you. And yeah. there's times when it's not the right people to have around you. But how did you get a sense of figuring out who you wanted around you? Like, what was it? Yeah, like, that was, I mean, there's like this almost instinctual, like gut feeling of just like energy and like, sounds like such an LA word, but vibes, bro. Yeah. Like vibes of that, that you get from a person and you just know that that's, 
that those are your people. You feel the utmost sense of comfort and strength, mm-hmm. even within the first interaction, the first minute of meeting them. And you're like, oh, you, you are someone I want around because you, you keep me in my power and you believe in it, even if I don't. Yeah. And and that's what Courtney, Courtney Carter, my manager, she, CMG, Carter. Yeah. Love you, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Courtney. Yeah. You listening, girl. She's yeah. proud of me. She, yeah. She's tearing up right now. She's like, well, she's being real vulnerable. We've been working yeah. on this. Um, she, you know, she is my, my manager, but also like, just like my partner in crime, my producing mm-hmm. partner, my, my like best, one of my best friends. And like, I spend so many moments with her, like, uh, that I'm, I'm so grateful for her. I'm just, period. Um, she's awesome. She's amazing. And like yeah. you even, you even know in the, the going out to dinner with her, like you just, you just know how, how much of a grounding empowering person she is and what a presence she is when she walks into the room. So mm. I, I, you know, meeting her one of the first days that I was out in LA and it was just a, by chance, by fate, by destiny, by everything, the stars aligning and just me meeting her and, and, and finding like my left brain. She, yeah. I, I say I'm the right brain. I get to be all creative and crazy and wear all these colors. And then she is the left brain who keeps me, keeps me aligned and supports me and like tells me this is logical and this is not. And I'm like, yeah. cause I was being emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that you had her and she had you. Yeah. Like I loved it. Like I, I, I've said that to a million times. I was like, I'm so glad that someone as amazing as Liza is with you. Oh. And, and I'm so glad that Liza has someone like you, like, you know, both ways around. Like, I just think it's awesome. And I think that it's, it's so important what you just said, like whether it's left and right brain or the right souls, that whatever it is, like, however you want to word it, it's so important to have those complimentary people around us yeah. Yeah. because it's hard to find. It's not easy at all. And, yeah. and to have found it on your first day. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. Insane. Yeah. I mean, that's, ooh, someone's looking out for me. I'm just yeah. saying, I think. That's beautiful. God's been working, man. And he, yeah. he brought many, many angels into my life. So I'm thankful for it. Yeah. I mean, she introduced me, I think, I can't remember. I'm a fake fan right now, but she introduced me to you, I think. Yeah, and 100%. and 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 that's like, that was just, it's also those people that introduce you to even more good people that it's just a chain reaction of goodness and, and, and becomes like this whole family that you you know, you got to choose and, and, and I, I'm just lucky. I'm just really, really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful to hear that. You deserve it though. Hey, I'm happy you. for you. Thank you. Thank Very you. happy for you. Oh, you deserve it. Thank you. And I only want more amazing people to come and find you and be with you. And I wish yeah. you the same. And I curse you with all happy people in your life. <laughs> Good people. I want to dive in uh, more into the show specifically. Yeah. Uh, the next season. Because I think uh, it's exciting from a viewer's point of view. I'm sure it's exciting from a creative. Like you said, the budgets yeah. got better. Everyone's <laughs> going to get to see you wear less clothes, which is interesting <laughs> and intriguing. Like I was We like, got a good editor. Yeah. The editor has fully seen me, but we do have a good editor who censored everything. So don't worry. You're getting a taste. There's some left up to the mystery. I right? love it. Tell us, tell us about what has evolved in your character in this season two. Like what are we exciting to see about your character? I'm excited because it's just kind of, it is and isn't a reflection of my own personal life. So like Liza in the show has gone on many, or is going on dates and like is going out and like, ooh, she's like talking to boys and stuff. I'm working on that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any dating apps. I'm not your average millennial. But but, but hey, meeting people organically, just going to coffee shops and just ordering from the barista. Like, hello, how Can are you? you? go to coffee shops? 
<laughs> no, no, you can't. <laughs> no, I go. I can. I totally can. I totally can. It's really fun. Like, I love meeting everybody that I run into in person. It's a cool time. But yeah, I gotta try to find me a man at a coffee shop. <laughs> but, um, no. Guys, head over to the coffee shop. <laughs> Starbucks on the brow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plug. But, but no, I, I, I think for Liza on the show, she's, you know, she's romantically evolving and like allowing her, or emotionally evolving and allowing herself to go on these dates and like have fun. Um, she, is a little bit more established in her career. And so it's it's her becoming comfortable with what she's doing and 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 being confident in what she's doing and there's more clarity for her. Uh she's just having fun. Like <laughs> she's just like she like knows what she's up to now and she's like, okay, now I'm just gonna like just go boss to the wall or ovaries to the wall, if you will, with with, with whatever she's doing. So she's just having fun. I love that. Fun, yeah. yeah, I love that. You, you mentioned career there is evolving. Do you yeah. feel like the show has helped you found like a newfound respect for like Uber drivers and Postmates delivery people by playing the role? Oh yeah, yo, yeah? thank you for your service, everyone out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, because those those are the those are connective tissue of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Postmates bringing me some food. It's crazy what we do, man. We we hire personal assistants to these apps. We are so lazy and also the most hardworking generation I know. Like it's <laughs> nicely, nicely done. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little slap to the face and then I'll give you a spawn. Yeah. But like it's it's wild like how we hire these people to do these do these jobs for us, for us to go about our day and, and it, it, it's insane. But they're I've always had the best Uber conversations and always like get to know them and they have many parts of themselves too. So like a lot of people I've, I've seen um, like a printed IMDB sheet in the back of somebody's like Uber. No way. Yeah. I've not seen one and of like, those yet. He's like, yeah, I booked a couple jobs just by having my headshots here in the backseat. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Another woman had her daughter's headshots in the backseat. Another guy was selling his mixtape and I was like, yo, respect. Yeah. I'm not going to buy it. But respect. <laughs> <laughs> it's $15, man. Yeah, yeah. You got an audio download? Yeah, you know? no one has a CD player. I was like, I don't have yeah. a CD player for this. <laughs> um, But but there's, I mean, there's so many people and they're all out there hustling. So I, I, I appreciate and like, Thank them for what they do because I need them in my life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your process for getting into character? Like, I'm intrigued because you played so many different characters in your own world that yeah. you explain. You play this new character. Like, when I saw you win the streamy last year, like, your award acceptance speech was just the best. <laughs> so, if anyone's not seen it, go and find the video on YouTube. It's up. And I, I'm going to give it away anyway. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But, but Liza literally starts it off. And I was like, wow, she is so sweet and adorable. And like, you know, she, she was like getting emotional. She was crying for winning this award. And then she switches it on, like the sass turns on, the, you know, the, the kind of like the, the beast comes out. You know? and it was like, get the beauty the beast. Yeah, and I loved it. And I was just like, yeah, like how do you get into character? Like what do you do? What's your process? Oh, process. man. <laughs> yeah, what's your process? Yeah. Uh, uh, man, I'm trying to figure out. I'm not. I'm not no uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I'm not Daniela Day Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. I do not stay method in character or anything yeah. like that. But I was. I guess you could say a little bit method this season in terms of my roommates who I cast last season a year ago, um, and I remember them stepping in and taking Skype calls with them and like casting them. They became my roommates in real life this year. No way. And oh, I didn't Nico know that. Glenn, if you don't move your stuff out of my room, she's still <laughs> living with me to this day at this moment. Oh, my God. Um, and, and Travis Coles, who's yeah. also, he also has an amazing show out called David Makes Man. It's on Oprah Winfrey's network. I'm so excited for him. It's amazing. Um, yeah, and Kamiko too. Just, they're two brilliant beasts. And I didn't know I was casting my roommates 
my real roommates, let alone people who became my best friends. And like, I'm so lucky in that sense too, but it was the same like energetic energy when I met, met them too. Um, of just like, Oh you're yeah, you're gonna have to get used to you. You're going to be around for a while. So (laughs) I put up with them and by around, I mean, they're right next door between the thin wall that I have. My, my house is structurally sound. We're doing well. But 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 I, they're right next door in, in the other rooms. And we would go home every night, read our lines together, memorize together, light candles, and like do squats at the same. It was the most ridiculously LA thing when I looked in my living room and we were running lines and doing squats and eating dinner together. Because we had to get it all done at once because we shoot like 14 pages a day, which yeah. is like a, a gnarly amount of content to make in one day. Um, um, so it was just, it was fun. It was really fun. It was that really crazy. I don't it was family. That's not off. That's not common, right? Is it no. common for people who are on screen to go and become really, really good friends in real life? I've, I've heard from have others. You, yeah. What have you heard? I'm intrigued. I mean, I'm, I'm friendly as hell. So I, <laughs> I, I make friends with, like, I do my best to, like, yeah, make yeah. friends with But I'm intrigued because you always wonder that, right? Like, when you see on screen romance or chemistry and people are always yeah. like, oh, I wish they were together in real life. And, like, but even with friends, like, is that common? Yeah, what have you heard? Tell me. I've heard that, that no. That no, okay, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a lucky. It's professional. And it's, yeah. yeah. Series of fortunate events again. If if you become friends real life friends with your, with your friends on screen. And so it helps the chemistry all the more 100%. too. Like, like we're on the clock, but we're also just like in the house, just hanging out. <laughs> and it's cool to like have that real life chemistry with them. So I love hope it shows on screen. No. And I, th- I think that's special. I, I definitely think that I think it's the same in sport. Like yeah. if you're playing on a team and you don't, if you're not really friends with the people you're playing with, yeah, I mean, like you can do the right thing, yeah, but it makes a difference yeah. in terms of how much you're going to enjoy when you score, how much you're going to enjoy, you know, all of that. I think it affects the performance yeah. for sure because you're going to be there. How how long are you recording every day? Oh, truth. By the way, I was saying yeah to all that, but I have no idea anything about sports, so I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, you do. You just yeah. you just had the Nike thing, at Nike thing at VidCon. <laughs> That was awful. You were, you were playing football, <laughs> soccer. Yeah. Real fo- you were playing real football. I was, I was, and it was, woo, it was an interesting That's why I brought take up the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, he thinks I get this right now. Yeah. He thinks I understand. Keep nodding your head, smile and wave, smile and wave. Uh, no, I, I I, was so bad. I like, I had no idea how to play soccer before. And they didn't tell me I was playing a full game. I thought I was just doing warm-ups. So I, I went into, a, for context, I went into a game of, of soccer at Nike or with Nike at VidCon and just like... <laughs> I feel like I was bad. I was really, really bad. Were you really, really bad? Especially because Courtney's so good. Um, Courtney's a yeah, professional yeah, yeah, soccer yeah. player, so she was looking at me with, <laughs> well, you know, we can't all be good at things, you know? Awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I love it. No, but I, I think that's the, the point I was making, sports aside, Yeah, was I do think that chemistry of real friendship shows on Truth. screen. Truth. And and I think that's beautiful because how many days, I was asking, how, how many hours are you filming per day? We film. When you're, when you're filming, like, how long does it take to create? A little over, we'll go over 12 hours sometimes. In that's, one day. That's normal filming day yeah. in, in Hollywood and in the industry is like 12 yeah. hours. And then if you go over that, you go into overtime kind of thing. And, and you're in your little trailer in between. No, not really. No? It's like I'm in most most scenes. So okay, I, like, right, I uh, jump from one scene. Okay, we wrap that scene. We'll go straight into the next. Yeah, and we'll yeah, go to yeah, another yeah. area and film that. But it's 12 hours. So you're spending 12 hours with these people. It's great yeah. when they're your friends. Yep. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. If you're not, it gets a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. We had so many conversations uh, off camera on set. So it was really cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love that. I'm so excited to see how things are evolving and growing for you. E- I'm like so glad that I've met you now and I've got to know you now. I'm like, yeah, I do wish I knew you were 18, but I did. <laughs> 
<laughs> our brown families didn't figure it out. But, uh, but no, I'm, I'm glad that I've met you now because I'm just so excited to see everything you do. Like, I just think you're going to have this incredible personal and professional life for decades and decades and decades. And I'm just so excited to be your friend and, and be there with you throughout the journey and just see it just grow and excel even more and more and more. Like, you're going to do incredible things. And I think both from a pr- professional point of view, but I think also from like the stuff you so effortlessly stand for. I think that's what's so powerful about you is that you so effortlessly stand for things. Like I saw your clean beauty thing recently. Oh, thank you. And I was just like, you know, it's like, I I want you to talk about that. But I was just like, when I saw that, I was just like, you so effortlessly can stand for so many things because they're just a part of you rather than having to be an activist or an ambassador. How do you you see that responsibility that comes with having lots of following an audience versus like just doing what feels natural? How have you kind of balanced that? Yeah, I feel like activism or, you know, whatever it may be, doesn't, I support, I mean, anybody who is is standing up for something just to do that alone is just courage and bravery in mm-hmm. itself. Um, but for, for me, it's just more so like the way I was raised, the foundation I was raised on, you know, the morale that I was raised on and being, you know, eco-friendly as much as, as well as I possibly can. Mm. Um, it's hard to do, man. There's a lot of plastic. It is hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love a good coaster. And like, you know, there's like, there's, there's, many things that like I, I I appreciate and embody and, and hope to do that even with this clean beauty brand that is all natural ingredients, organic. Like the story behind that is that is one I'm looking forward to sharing even more, but like I had eczema growing up and Meloska, which if you don't know what that I is. I had eczema too. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I feel like everybody did. We had rough patches, yeah. like literal rough patches. We went through those rough patches and now we found out like over time after many like product dating and testing, you, you figure out what works for your skin. And some people are like, yeah, I just, Wash it with water. I'm like, you you disgust me. Get out. <laughs> you saving so much money. Damn you. <laughs> but like you, I started using Same Wild, which was, is the beauty brand. And it's, it's an amazing brand that just, it's all natural ingredients. There's no animal testing. And like, I hope that's a revolution in the beauty industry mm-hmm. to just, you know, switch over into this entirely vegan line. Everybody's worried about the vegan food they're consuming, what they're putting on the inside. What about the outside too, your skin that sits on your face? So mm. so just to have that, I'm, I'm excited to embrace and encourage others and empower people to use, you know, um, all that kind of veganism inside and out. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love that. Although I'm not vegan, I won't yeah. lie, I love some chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. No, but it's it's awesome that I, I just, I really, I really mean what I said. Like, I just think this is just the beginning, even though for you, it probably feels like, 23 years right? it's like (laughs) but it's like it's like i just haven't started yet what do you mean yeah like you know yeah you're like why are you putting me back at the beginning do you (laughs) understand what i've done like no and and i don't mean in that way at all i really mean it in the sense of just like i think you're just gonna i think you're gonna have such a big impact on the world and you already are in incredible ways bigger than most people have already and i'm just so excited to see it continue and grow and evolve and i just want you to know that right here as a friend and, you know, here for you, you know, and I want you to know that, like, I mean that because yeah, you're special and it's going to be so, oh so exciting to watch for all of us. Thank so I'm glad you. I get to witness. Thank you. Like yeah. you have no idea. Like you say you're here for me, but you've, you've been here for me. You have no idea. Like how, how many times you have like saved me in that sense of, 
of, of falling into like a pit. Um, so I thank you for that. You were a hand when you weren't even physically there. But hey, so follow him on Instagram if you no. need some help. <laughs> but, Call but me I'm, not I'm, next time. That's what I'm going to say. I don't want to see no more likes on Instagram. No, I want to no. see phone calls and yes. voice notes. Yes. So but that's I, what I want. I'm grateful. I'm grateful <laughs> for you, man. And I'm excited for you. Thank you for letting me be a part of your journey. So I'm I'm, I'm so happy to be here. And be so we, we end every interview with what I call the final five. This is the final five quick fire, rapid fire round. I promise you there were no surprises, but I lied. Oh, you did. Learning, learning about me. Bring it. Challenge accepted. Uh, Here we go. These are so you can answer in max one word or one sentence. I know you're okay. the queen of games. Like, yeah, it's this is, way too long. You guys this know your that thing. <laughs> so, okay. So, question number one What's your weirdest habit? Hmm. 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 My weirdest habit. How much time do I have to answer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think just life itself. Maybe, maybe it's, um, oh, oh. Uh, the way I eat um, um, the left and right Twix. I bite off oh. all the chocolate and then I suck off the caramel and then I eat the cookie inside. That's gross. I used to do the same thing. Did you? Thing. Do you? I don't eat Yo, Twix it's anymore. brown mentality. I used to like, do the same thing. I used to do it with Kit Kats as well. I used to eat the surroundings and then eat the top layer. Yeah. Yeah. I used to don't, no, it's the best way to eat a Twix. It's, I get it's, it. You get to enjoy it. You get to enjoy just the chocolate and just the caramel. I and totally just, get Although it. they're beautiful together. I love it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That was question number one. <laughs> Second question. If you could invent your dream barbecue sauce, what would it be made of? Oh my God. I was literally just talking about this earlier. Uh, uh, in Tex-Mex, I mean, in Texas, we have Tex-Mex. You asked the perfect person this question. Um, in Texas, we have this uh, fajita meat that is marinated in pineapple and lime juice. This is not a one-word answer. Oopsies. Um, <laughs> and so pineapple, lime, some kind of tangy, sweet and sour sauce that also has a spicy kick at the end. Ooh, I think that would be that it. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a great sauce. Is that a good, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah? a great sauce. Okay, I want wait, it right did you now. want the name for it? Or yeah, you, you can the... give me a name for it. Curry spice. We put some <laughs> kind of curry in there too. <laughs> I love it. Something, something. Awesome. Question number three. Um, this is, actually I'll end with this one. So uh, who on your team is the one to tell you no? Like who's... Sl- me. Oh. Yeah, I recently just I found out about this word no, and and I started using it maybe when I was like twenty two, and yeah. and and I got really excited about it. Now I say no. I love it. I awesome, no. awesome. I had to ask you this because I saw this years ago before we knew each other, obviously because it was a while ago. But how does uh, Obama smell? <gasps> like um, he just smells like 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 really really clean laundry like he just did it he washed that shirt over and over and over <laughs> again so that when someone did ask what did he smell like he yeah. was like they're gonna say clean laundry okay. yeah he that's what he wanted like so, and also like like a little bit like 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 a forest like like <laughs> like a mystical forest with like fog and like a deer like in the distance that you know like his head yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, amazing. he's incredible that must have been awesome what yeah. an experience it's what incredible what an experience yeah. basically a, like a like a dryer sheet in the woods that's yeah. what obama smells amazing like. yeah. uh, this is your fifth and final question okay so you said you like love this quote success is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm mm-hmm. so why that quote why is that quote so powerful for you oh i love that i because i've and I think we all do sometimes with our with self-doubt and whatnot, we consider certain things or certain experiences or moments to be failures. And if you let that failure bring you down, sure, you can spiral. And yes, I encourage you to lean into the feeling of whatever you're feeling. But if you if you allow that, if you won't let your won't let you yourself live that moment down, you're gonna just feel down forever, you know? And and so 
to not lose enthusiasm and to keep believing in yourself and have this quote unquote delusional confidence, then you can keep going. And that's what makes you successful is not letting those moments of failures define you, but just to keep going and 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 believing that you have so much to say and, and you're going to keep saying it no matter what your mind says about you, your mouth. I like to say that though. Recently, I've, I've discovered that your mind can either live in the past or the, or the future, but your mouth lives in the present and it speaks Ooh, truth. That's so good. <laughs> I made Jay Shetty. Ooh. That's, uh, <laughs> that is so good. Yeah, you need to post that. I'm, I'm working on that. Yeah. Next, Go on, next... say it again. Sorry, say it no, again. I, I cut to... you off. I got too excited. <laughs> no, you're good. I love yeah. that. It was like yeah. a little cheerleading moment. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but like your your mouth speaks the truth and you, you're able to speak your reality. My mind might be saying, oh no, you're not doing well on the podcast right now. You're not. This is what you're saying is not profound enough for Mr. Jay Shetty. No, my 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 mouth is saying a little bit of a stutter, but my mouth is saying no. I have something important to say, and I'm going to say it. And perhaps Jay will ooh, and he <laughs> did, and so he did. So that's no, the mind, I love the mind that. in the mouth, man. That's yeah. such a powerful way of putting it. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say that. Before. Hey, that's amazing. I say I things. That. I say things. No, no, no. <laughs> you said so many things. Like I just first of all, I just want to say, everyone who's been listening and watching, there have been so many practical gems and like wisdom drops that you've given everyone. Like I'm, yeah, I'm going too. back to the ones that I've remembered and there's a ton more and I want you guys to find them and share your favorite ones on Instagram and tag us both. But here are a few that stood out to me. Disarm, don't defend or display disarm, right? This is what Liza was telling us. When we meet someone, we can disarm the other person and disarm ourselves to, to be our best selves. Uh, delusional confidence, <laughs> right? Liza was talking about like having the ability to just go beyond what we think is possible and like mm. being able to realize that there's an aspirational version of ourselves. Uh, you're hearing the mouth. I mean, this mouth <laughs> and mind is like blown my mind right now. I'm like, I'm going to use that everywhere and quote you again and again. And again. I'm going to put that in my Honor. book. I, I just it. peaked. I, You're watching my peak right now, y'all. <laughs> I love that. Like, I think it's such, it's so much truth because we believe everything our mind says. Mm -hmm. But if your mouth said something different, you could believe that you and that yeah. could change your mind. Like, like Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is one you can hear out loud. Uh -huh. So I love that. Yeah. It's so many takeaways in this whole episode. Thank you, Liza. We're Thank so you. excited for Liza On Demand season two. Yeah. I want everyone to go watch it on YouTube. Please. Uh, it's it's going to be amazing. And I want everyone to watch it just to witness this incredible burst of energy and soul that, that everyone gets to all the goodness. And, and you've always said, right, like you're content is always being to make people smile, yeah. happy, yeah. laugh, give them some positive outlet. Yeah. And that's all Lies on Demand's doing in a bigger, better way. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. And yeah, please tune in. But you keep tuning in to Jay's podcast. Okay. I'm just saying it, it is literally, I was listening to one on the way here. I was prepping myself for it. You know, that's how I get into character. So I study the character I'm about to sit across the table with. But uh, nice. Yeah. But thank you. I like thank it. I like it. And did I, I'm going to ask you this because you're such a dear friend and, I, and I, I want to be able to tell you, is there anything that I didn't let you talk about today that you'd love to share or anything? You're like, Jay, I really wanted to share this, but you didn't let me, or I didn't get to ask Oh, you. nah. Be shared honest. more, I, like I legitimately like shared more than I thought I was going oh, to. Amazing. Okay, like, good, I don't good, know, good. I didn't set I wanted intentions. to ask you as a friend, like as a, yeah, straight I, up. I, I'm looking out for my friends. This stays in the podcast. I think we went everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it does. Oh, it does? Yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, no. I think no. we went everywhere. I just, I always ask that because I just want to. Yeah, yeah, I no, love I've, you, and I want I want this uh, to be good for you. So it's like, like I told you yesterday, like the whole goal with the podcast is people already love you. How can they love you more? Like uh, that's the goal, right? That's all it is. Ah so. uh, man, 
Yeah. Oh, my people pleasing side loves to hear that. You can love me more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I love thank, that. You, thank you. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening and watching. I'd love for you to pick whichever lies of wisdom drop stood out to you and put it on, on Instagram. Tag us both so we can see what you've taken away. I love seeing what you're learning. I love seeing what you're growing through. And remember, please, please, please go and support my amazing friend Liza for a new show. Share the show with others. It's going to be phenomenal to watch. I can't wait for you to see it. I'm excited to watch it myself. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you again next week.